Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Hello and welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast. Daryl Amy here, Revenue Growth Architect, on a mission to help uh, 10,000 businesses double their revenue so we can generate a million new jobs and $10 billion in net new giving. I'm glad you're here today. We have some fantastic ideas that are going to help you leverage technology to create an amazing customer experience. Our friend Ryan Argarachi is in the house. As we get started, though, a huge shout out to Claudia. She left a review for the podcast, and I love what she said. She said, Daryl and his talented guests talk all things business and sales, but so much more than that. Not only do you get tons of actionable advice and tangible tips, you get heaps of inspiration from engaging individuals. Thank you, Claudia. I really appreciate that. We're pouring our heart into the show here at the Revenue Growth Podcast, where we're committed to bringing you ideas to help you accelerate the growth of your company, whether you're in sales, whether you're a marketing leader, whether you're an entrepreneur, our goal is to bring you ideas and actionable insights you can put to work immediately to grow. And as we get started too, I also want to let everybody know about an exciting event coming up on May 10th and 11th. It's going to be in Dallas, Texas. It is the Revenue Growth Engine Design Workshop. At the Revenue Growth Engine Design Workshop, you're going to do exactly that. You're going to design a customized revenue growth engine for your business. Reminds me of years ago when I bought my first boat. I could pull it with that Toyota 4Runner six-cylinder, but when I got my second boat, I put it behind that six-cylinder, and I realized it was going to take a little bit bigger engine to pull this boat. Our businesses are like that as well. So if your business is stuck, you're hitting a plateau of revenue growth, you go, man, we need something a little bit bigger to pull this business forward and accelerate. I invite you to join me for the Revenue Growth Engine Design Workshop in Dallas, Texas on May 10th and 11th. And you can learn more at workshop.revenuegrowthengine.com. That's workshop.revenuegrowthengine.com. Well, today we've got a fantastic guest. Ryan Arcarachi is an official tech nerd. He is the host of Business Stories with Ryan Arcarachi. And his experience in sales technology, sales automation, CRM, and customer experience is going to add a lot of value today. He helps businesses grow in creative ways by integrating customer experience with web development, digital sales strategies, digital marketing, and software solutions. To sum it up, Brian knows how to make things work when it comes to client experience so without further delay, Ryan, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here. Daryl, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, this is going to be a very powerful conversation because many of the listeners to the Revenue Growth Podcast agree with both of us that the new frontier of growth is client experience, customer yeah. experience. You know, I call it client experience. Customers go to Walmart to buy toothpaste. Clients go to trusted advisors uh, for advice. I like clients, but whether you call it client experience or customer experience, we agree this is the foundation for companies to be able to accelerate their growth and yeah. uh, provide more value overall to their client base. 
Right. I think business owners in general, they get so hyper-focused on their business and the internal structure and the internal things that are going on that they forget about thinking about the customer, what the customer expects. And the way consumers interact with companies now is completely different than the way they interacted with companies and businesses 30, 40 years ago. So we have to start to think about what does our customer expect of us and what kind of how can we meet those expectations and what kind of ways can we excel in providing the most uh, excellent customer experience possible? Yeah. yeah. So let's unpack that for a few minutes because you're right. I mean, the way that we buy, the way that we communicate, the way that we live has fundamentally changed and continues to evolve. And Ryan, I've met so many companies that when you ask them about their customer experience, um, you know, the first thing they'll say is, oh, we provide incredible customer experience. We answer the phone on the first ring. And while the heart behind that is good, uh, you know, the reality is what customer experience looks like today, what a great experience look, looks like today is very different than 10 years ago and 20 years ago. Yeah. Where do you see the shifts in expectations in terms of what clients want from a company for their experience? I mean, if you look at the digital experience versus the in-person experience, to me, your customer experience starts on the digital end from your website, right? Mm -hmm. Customers, before they even make a phone call, are going to look at your website. They're going to look at your social media. They're going to look at your LinkedIn profile. Depending on what type of industry you are in, they're going to analyze everything, right? And determine whether or not they even want to work with you at that point. And if they get on the phone or call you at that point, they've already seen some of the things going on with your business. So they already set an expectation for what that experience is going to be for them. So you have to make sure that that call and when they speak to a salesperson or they speak to the owner or the founder, that that communication and that experience aligns with everything else going on in your online sort of presence, right? Yeah. If it doesn't match or it doesn't fit, um, there's going to be some hiccups or problems along the way. And that's what you don't want. Well, it's interesting you bring that up. And of course, everyone that has read Revenue Growth Engine knows that I'm passionate about aligning sales and marketing. Yeah. But there's another level of alignment here that's so critical to think about. And that's to align what happens digitally yeah. and what happens face to face. And if there's right. a disconnect or a hard you know, transition, if balls get fumbled to use yeah. a sports analogy, yeah. um, you know, you got to ask the question, how much is that disconnect costing your business? Right. Right. And that's why I consult a lot of businesses with sales technology, because your technology needs to align. Like you've talked about getting sales and marketing to align and work together. So it's, it's sometimes it's as simple as if you're a landscaper and someone wants to get their, their lawn cut or a tree trimmed, or if you're a, a business that handles, you know, problems in the home like flooding or damage, somebody who's experiencing that kind of situation, they want a quick response. They want someone who's going to call them right away to fix the problem because it could be an issue with safety or something serious, right? So, yeah. If you uh, if you have a flood in your house or some major damage, you don't want to wait two hours to get a phone call from a business. You want to get a response via text within seconds and you want a phone call within a minute or two. So 
I help people find technology that can do that to create that customer experience that's going to help them get to be an edge above their competition because their competition may already be doing that. And mm-hmm. They're not on board with that immediate response, the automation, communications, efficiency, reducing uh, time it takes to respond to people. If they're not aligned with that, um, you're really your business is really hurting because you're not aligned with customer expectations in the way they are now where we're at. Yeah. Ryan, it reminds me of a story. I couldn't agree more, by the way. And it reminds me of a story. I have the the um, theory of business travel that the nicer the place you go, the worse the problems are going to be at home. And so I was speaking at a, a meeting somewhere nice. That I don't remember exactly where it was, but it was yeah. nice. I think it was in Orlando. At, uh, and so I get a, a phone call or text actually from my wife and the garage door is broken. It won't open up. She can't get the car out of the garage. So I'm like, ah, here's the axiom of business travel. I'm somewhere nice. Now there's something impossible. I said, I'm so sorry. You're going to need to find someone with a garage door company. So nonetheless, about an hour later, the garage door uh, person shows up, gets the garage door fixed. And as she's getting ready to pay him, he says, um, hey, I'm curious how you found me. And uh, she said, oh, I found you on Facebook. And um, he said, well, I don't even have a Facebook account. And he goes, it doesn't matter. I asked my friends who the best garage door person was in town. And it was on Facebook, which, you know, two lessons from that was, number one, the way people find you today is totally different than what you might think. And social referrals, massive. The second thing is, you know, you look at at that guy, I don't know where he is now, but why don't you have a presence on Facebook? What a perfect place. Uh, to yep. make it very easy to people for people to reach out to you and respond, and this is the this is the world we live in, Ryan. Yep. I'm curious as you think about. Um, I want to go. I want to go the negative side first. I want to go into like worst practices, yeah. and then we can switch into best practices. So describe for me, if you will, because you see a lot of stuff. I know you've seen things, Ryan. Yep. You see a lot of stuff. Tell me what you see out there that you might categorize as the top two or three worst practices when it comes to client experience for someone who's expecting a digital interaction. Now, let me get out my list here. I've got about <laughs> Now, we only have 30 minutes on this show, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, we don't have enough time. No, the biggest problem I see is, you know, people in business, they, they know they need a, a CRM. They know they need a system, right? They, they know that. And the ones that don't know that, I, I mean, I, can't help them. But the ones that do know that go and jump into a system like a maybe a Salesforce or something else that's very mm-hmm. popular, uh, only to realize down the road that they didn't really develop a strategy to use it. So they're paying for 100% of a system that they're using about 25 to 30% of. Uh, maybe their sales team's not aligned with it. They don't want to use it correctly. The sales manager is trying to get them to use it correctly, and it becomes this this whole frustrated mess, you know, where, well, I'm not entering stuff into the system, or I'm not tracking this, and all of this is going on. So really, before you jump into buying a system, a sales system, talk to somebody who can help you develop a strategy, okay? Because if you're a, a small sales team of two people, you may not need a sales force. Now, if you're a sales team of 30 to 50 people, maybe. You might need a Salesforce, right? But think about what you actually need and what you're trying to do with it and how you're trying to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish with it. 
And then once you kind of figure out that strategy, then sit down and say, yes, this is the system that's for us. It's mm -hmm. affordable. It's what we need. It's what's going to produce results, right? It reminds me, ah, so that's spot on. I want to camp here for just a minute because this is yeah. so critical. It reminds me of, uh, I was presenting to a group of business owners a couple of weeks ago and the inevitable question comes up, well, which CRM should I buy? Which marketing automation package should I buy? And, and the yeah. answer is, I have no idea. And I've seen this happen so many times where a company goes, yep, we need a CRM. Yep, we need marketing automation. Yep, we need uh, something. They buy it, but they bought it before they built a plan for right. what was actually going to happen. And this yeah. is going to seem very self-serving, but this is exactly why I want you to come yeah. to the Revenue Growth Engine Design Workshop or do something to put a plan together so you know what you're trying to create before you try to automate. Yeah. I think I have a new line here, Ryan. Create yeah. before you automate. <laughs> like You've got to do that. Otherwise, you're going to go a year into that software <laughs> And uh, everyone's going to be frustrated. No one's yep. going to use it. And you're going to go, this software doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just at that point, it's just a waste of time and money that nobody can afford to do. Right. I mean, it's just it's it's ridiculous. So you really want to sit down and think about your sales process, your sales communication and your goals, you know, and then figure out what system is going to align with that and work for you to accomplish those goals. And that's a lot of what I talk about with clients is what are, what are like you, I think you talked about this in your book too, like results, right? People really care about results at the end of the day, all the marketing and sales fluff is great, but if the results mm -hmm. are, aren't there, it, it doesn't matter. Right. Not so, at all. So what I try to do is go, look, these are the results you want. What, what are we going to put together to get you there? Mm -hmm. um, what is the best system and process and strategy in terms of content, messaging, text, email, video, which is another thing I talk to people doing a lot of video, um, integrating all of that into a system that's going to get you to that goal. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And this is so, so critical. If you don't have a plan, yeah. you need to start with a plan. And I think that starting with the perspective, when you're doing that plan, starting with the perspective of client experience Yes. Is really powerful. The first company I went to work for uh, was a company called Lanier Worldwide. And they had this really creepy graphic from the 70s called Customer Vision. It was like this AI robot thing looking out. It was very, very scary. But the, the concept behind it was good. They say, we see everything through our customers' eyes and respond yeah. accordingly, right? And, and we have customer vision. I That's always stuck with me. And I think when you're looking at all of this, it's so helpful to look through the eyes of that client, that yeah. future client prospect and yeah. the experience you're going to have. So what do you see as best practice? Like yeah. what, what's the gold standard that companies should be aiming for around this client experience and using technology to make it awesome? One of the things is, and you know this as well as I do, you have to establish trust with your brand, your yeah. product, your service, right? And how do you do that? So what I recommend to people is, and I've told this to even family that owns business, uh, my my brother-in-law does car, he, he's a, a car detailer. And I said, collect customer testimonials, start getting video of customers, customers that are willing to go on video, 
tell other people about their experience with you, as long as it's positive, of course. It's got to be a positive experience, right? But your customers will actually be your best salespeople. So when I work with clients, I say, look, let's build automation with video of customer testimonials. Before you have that big meeting with a client, shoot them an email with a video of a testimonial from a customer and maybe some case studies or stories. So by the time they get to that meeting with you, they've already got a taste of other people's experience with you. And then it's establishing that trust and credibility before they even get on the phone with you. So mm-hmm. this is huge. If you're a home service company, you're doing uh, contracting work, uh, painting, flooring. Obviously, if someone wants you to come into their home, they want to feel that trust. They want to feel yeah. like this person is this person is a professional. They know what they're doing. I can trust them in my home. They're going to do a good job. So if you preface that with some content that's related to what you do and building that trust, you'll find that the sales will just, it'll be a smooth process. You know, it's its a no brainer because the customer's already seeing like, hey, here's two or three other people that have hired you and they've had nothing but great things to say. So why, why wouldn't I work with you? So yeah. Yeah. Well, and in, before we go to the second best practice, I think one of the things here that, that I want to just throw a highlighter on for a second is a lot of times we think about the the client experience being what happens when we're interacting. So when we are in that person's home, when we're in our first in sales meeting, when we're on the phone with them, we think those moments are certainly, certainly very important, but the other thing that we need to think about, and this is the vast frontier of opportunity for most companies, is what happens before that meeting to set it up, yeah. and then what happens after that meeting to move things forward. That's where the whole thing is won or lost, and that's where the opportunity is, I believe, yeah. to really enhance the client experience. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think a lot of us as business people and salespeople, we, we finish the sale and we think we can just wash our hands and be done with it. Yeah. And we don't focus on after the sale. How are we continuing to build that relationship? How are we asking for referrals? How are we looking for more ways to help them on top of what we've already done? Uh, and we need a system to, to automate that follow up and communicate with them. And a lot of business people and salespeople think, well, we did the job. We're, we're done here. And that's not really it. We want to make a lot. Li- we want to create a lifetime client. We want someone who's going to refer us business for the next five or 10 years. And you don't do that by just stopping once the, the sale is made. So yeah. that's key. Yeah. What are some other best practices that you've seen when it comes to using technology to create an amazing client experience? I think video is a huge thing that not a lot of people are really taking advantage of. And I think there's Mm -hmm. a fear of business people, you know, not like 30, 40 years ago, you didn't have to be a, a face to your business, right? Right. You didn't have to to be an influencer, whatever you want to call it. Nowadays, people, they're connecting through video, they're connecting through social media. And it's almost like they expect to see that, video the video experience they want to see the human being behind the business they want to they want to connect on a human level they don't just want to get a a old email with a bunch of text they want to see video they want to engage with you Um, so i think that there's a lot of people who are afraid to get in front of the camera and afraid to get out there and show that they're an expert in whatever they do so 
Mm -hmm. That's valuable. Um, I don't care if you're a, a hairstylist or a landscaper or a painter or a, an auto mechanic, no matter what you do, get out there, get on video, do things like this podcast, mm -hmm. uh, video podcast, talk to people, get out there in the public and you'll be surprised at how much business can come from that once you just get out there and take yourself out of your, your comfort zone a bit. Yeah, video is incredibly powerful, especially around the trust word. All of a sudden, we have an opportunity to communicate. Yeah. And once again, you think about what you do before the meeting, after the meeting, and you just multiplied the impact yeah. of that meeting. You set it up well. The meeting went better, and you followed up, demonstrating your follow-up ability. And all of this can be automated. Yeah. You know, One of the things that I've noticed, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, uh, the way I communicate with my friends and the people that are closest to me is by text message. Yeah. And I'm noticing more and more companies, um, including my own, we're experimenting with this at Revenue Growth Engine, are not cold marketing by text, but we are using that to communicate inside client relationships. And, yes. you know, just the other day I had a problem um, with an Apple product and the entire, uh, I didn't have to pick up the phone once. The entire issue was solved by text message. And you yep. think, oh, that's so cold and impersonal. No, what's to me, what's cold and impersonal is sitting on hold for 25 minutes, right. you know, going back and forth with someone, at least by text, I can read a magazine or, you know, re I read my iPad, right? Of course, so it was Apple. So you should be reading your iPad while you're on the tech support call. I actually was. I had a, two screens open. And that customer experience to me, even though I was annoyed that there was a problem with my Apple Watch, they were able to resolve it without a massive interruption to my day or my schedule because yeah. they thought about how I wanted to communicate. And I think more and more text messaging, SMS, uh, direct messaging across um, WhatsApp or into Facebook Messenger is a huge part of delivering an excellent customer experience. What do you think? I, I think there's, there's two sides of the coin there. There are people that feel like the phone call and having that voice on the other end is powerful. And uh -huh. you know, it's, it's what we've always been designed to do as human beings is to, to connect through talking. Um, but there's the other side where people feel like it's a time saver, right? Like you said, uh -huh. I don't know about you, but I hate being on hold. But it's a busy work day and I've got back to back meetings and I cannot sit on hold. Totally out of control. Right. Yeah. I would much rather be able to get a problem solved through text than have to sit on hold for the next 30 minutes. So, you know, I can understand that. I think it's, it's a mix between the two and trying to find the balance. I think the text has to be used efficiently. It has to be used in the right context. Um, it has to be used in the right situation with the right customer. Um, and, and really it has to get to, has to be concise and help them get an answer quickly. Otherwise, some people don't want to be texting for half an hour either. You know what I mean? They want an answer right away. So I think it's, it's finding the balance between the two. But I agree. I think if it's, if it's designed to make things easier, more efficient, and get your customers the answer they want quickly, because that's what people expect nowadays, then absolutely you should be doing more texting. Especially if it's like, hey, it's just a quick appointment or a reminder for an appointment. That's great. You know, use it for that, definitely. 
Yeah. And that's where I think the real understanding of your ideal client and listening to your client and asking them, you know, what do you expect? What do you want? And then also having your head on a swivel as well and looking at what other companies are doing um, to provide client experience that is is better. And uh, there's so much opportunity for competitive advantage and there's so much opportunity to put systems in place that make sure that that happens consistently. And yeah. And Ryan, this is this is such an incredibly powerful conversation. Um, yeah. I have a feeling we're going to be talking more in the future. As so. we wrap up this episode, I'm curious, how can people get more Ryan Arcarachi in their life? You can find me on LinkedIn. I also have my own podcast called Business Stories with Ryan Arcarachi, where I talk to amazing people like you and other entrepreneurs who are out there doing some great things. I like to hear their stories, their strategies, hear their successes, hear their failures. Um, and learn from it all. So you can check me out on LinkedIn. You could just Google search Ryan Arcarachi, A-R-C-O-R-A-C-I. Um, and I'd be happy to connect with anybody out there who wants to talk. Awesome. We'll put that link in the show notes as well. Ryan, thank you. This has been incredibly useful. And I, I love your heart to help yeah. companies create better client experiences. So yeah. thanks for coming on the show today. This has been awesome. Thanks, Daryl. Awesome. And thank you to everybody listening in on the Revenue Growth Podcast. Our goal is to bring you actionable ideas that you can put to work immediately to grow your revenue. And we talked in this show about the importance of having a plan before we buy a bunch of technology, before we hire more salespeople, before we go forward. It's smart to have a plan. And if you feel like your revenue growth engine doesn't have enough, enough horsepower, maybe it's not firing at all cylinders. Maybe you're looking at your client experience and wondering, hmm, what can we do to make it better? I want to encourage you, join me and other innovative entrepreneurs at the Revenue Growth Engine Design Workshop. It's coming up on May 10th and 11th, and you can go to workshop.revenuegrowthengine.com and leave with an actionable plan, a design for the next version of your Revenue Growth Engine so you can accelerate your growth and accelerate your impact. And that's what it's all about here at Revenue Growth Engine. We are on a mission to help 10,000 generous, purpose-driven entrepreneurs double their revenue so we can create a million meaningful jobs and $10 billion in net new giving. And it all happens as we work together. So thank you to everybody that is sharing this podcast. We appreciate the reviews. Thank you uh, to Claudia for the review and everyone else who's leaving reviews and sharing this podcast our goal is to always bring you ideas you can put to work. So stay tuned. Make sure to like or subscribe on the platform on which you listen. We've got some great guests coming up. And until next time, let's get going and let's get growing. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. 
Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.